Hello, everyone. Uh, we are... I don't, what episode is this? Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, I really like... know it. Yeah, we're back. It's been a while. Three, yeah. four weeks, isn't it? Yeah. We've been busy. Um, lots and, of things uh, on. Lots of things on. We haven't... Well, you've been busy. I've just been sitting indoors. Crying. Crying. <laughs> I'm sitting there with a parting in me here waiting for the phone to go. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It went once with the wrong number. Four failed suicide attempts over the last three weeks, haven't for you? Yeah. <laughs> so um, here we are. So th- this is, um, we haven't got any guests today, but um, we've, we've over the last three or four weeks, we've had um, quite a few questions coming, haven't we, Sam? Yeah, we have asked for them. We have asked for them, but people have given us questions. So we thought we'd take this opportunity to, um, to answer them. But before we do... You said you, you, you've been all right. I was speaking to you the last few, but you said the last few days have been a bit tricky for you. Yeah, but you don't, listen, I don't want you getting off on my depression, right? Well, you know I do. Because you're turning up here straight away. I, as soon as I said I didn't feel all that too clever, you see the smile on his mm. face. <laughs> Corners of his mouth just oh, a little. absolutely yeah. laps up because he takes it right away from him. It's on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It it immediately, shame? I feel better. Shame. Disgusting. Look, look, look at this. Disgusting. Look at, the size, look at the size of him. Just keeps eating and eating, <laughs> trying to sedate you. <laughs> all right, go on. What are the questions then? Come on in. All right, okay. So we've got one from Twitter, uh, from Les Thomas. says, I'd like to know more about the... Les f- Thomas. Les Thomas. Les yeah. Thomas. I'd like to know more about the physical side of it, please. Do the physical symptoms come first, then make you feel bad, or vice versa? Ooh. Quite a good question. Because yeah, sometimes, good with me, I feel like I've got the flu clam- coming on. And I feel sort of really achy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. tired, and I'm not really sure. And I think it can come even way, but I think they sort of complement each other. And, <laughs> In and the you, shittest way ever. And years ago, I remember someone saying about, you know, you, these them old sayings like, put your shoulders back, stick your chest out, and mm, all that. Yeah, sit up straight. And that physical, that physical stuff is sort of telling your brain that you want to feel better. Yeah. I want to go, and but sometimes when you're in a depression, you actually just want to stay in that slump where you are because you just haven't yeah. got the energy to to change that. I'm, uh, yeah, I think you're right in what you're saying. I think it comes twofold. Sometimes I can start to feel physically grossy and then sort of worry about that, and then a depression comes in, or I feel depressed and then I start to feel a bit achy, like, like you say, almost fluey. You know, when so you, it, it's absolutely a physical illness as well as a mental one. Definitely, definitely. but you, I'll tell you, the ultimate. The ultimate depressed stance is the fetus position. Oh, fetal, yeah. When you when you're when you're laying in bed on your side in the old feet, is it fetal? fetal. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm saying fetus. That's, that's a shit, isn't it? No, no, no. No, no. no that's fecal. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Fetal. It's the shit position. It's the same thing. Just, just laying in like a steaming turd. <laughs> no, just, but that's no, ironic. That's how you feel, isn't it? <laughs> You do feel <laughs> that, like, yeah. that is how you feel. You do feel shit, yeah. But you, when you're in that position, like in the position you were sort of in the tummy, in, I think that's when you know you just you just want you want to be comforted. You want out, yeah. yeah so I think yeah, going back to the womb, isn't it? Yeah, going. So anyway, you like yeah. I think it, and I think as you know, it's different. This this disease is different for everyone. Yeah, it's yeah, not it the is. same Absolutely. for every no. person. Yeah, but I do think that it is different for everyone. But I do think there are commonalities. You know, I do think you get similar symptoms, and I do think the physical ones, and the, especially the the physical ones, that like I get really achy back, I get headaches, I get you know, I feel really tense. You know, I feel hmm. what do you mean like that for <laughs> basically you're an old woman, aren't you? <laughs> Just tell the truth. <laughs> You got back aches. What is it? What Six foot tense. three old woman. Ten, feel tense. Headaches. Headaches. You feel, oh, I've got to listen to that. 
<laughs> what you need is a stiff backhander. That's what you want. <laughs> Snap Cold you out. Snap Cold you out. And a backhander. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's that I, one. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So that, thank you, Les, for your question. Yeah, I hope thank was, you, Les. So the answer is yes. You feel? <laughs> I hope that helped. I, hope, I, I feel better. It took I, us half out to get there, but the answer is yes. And I hope you feel <laughs> that makes you feel better. Um, so this is a question from Roy Lake. We, we've touched on this stuff before. Good names, Roy, Roy Lake. Lake. That's know, a good name. We've touched on this stuff quite a lot before, so we probably need to keep this a little bit uh, short. But uh, Roy asks, can you talk more about what side effects, if any, you have experienced from the drugs? Okay. We have talked about this quite a bit. So well, let's have yeah. one each then. Yeah. Let's go on. You go. Uh, heightened anxiety. The shits. <laughs> the shits is good. I like the shits. Um... Not being able to sleep. Yeah, that as well. Uh, dry mouth. I said one each, didn't I? Well, what, I'm going around again. <laughs> going around again. Going again. One more, one, one more, more. One more for luck. Go on then. Dry mouth, yeah, go on. Um, come back to me, Ricky. Paranoia. Um, pins and needles. Mm, pins and needles. Yeah, yeah. Guess one more round. One more. One more. One more. One more. And well, I thought uh, it was going to be a quick one, but it's not gone. Um, uh, derealization. Oh, derealization. Depersonalization. No, you get depersonalization. Yeah, I get derealized. Well, I got both, but God, <laughs> depersonalization. Yeah, I think mine means the same. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, funny yeah. that we're all in the same one, but I, what what is feeling detached? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Feeling like you, yeah. You, almost like you're, you're 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 watching yourself from behind. Yeah, like you got person. a veil over your face. So like, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird thing because it took three three goes round, but on the third yeah, one, yeah, we've yeah. all come up with the same thing. Yeah. So I suppose that is the that is the the button. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. you got to remember that the the brain. That, you know, as a start part of a um, one of the essential organs of the body, it's it's the most it's the, the it's area not that essential, <laughs> but it's the area that people have the least knowledge on um, because it is it's it's the most complex. Ma- well, you're just reading this book at the moment, aren't you, about the brain? Yeah, incognito. Yes, it's incredible. Mm. And I suspect when you change the chemical setup in your brain, there are going to be issues and you are going to feel different yeah and they do say that when you start taking ssris or antidepressants for a while you may feel worse or you may feel different some people get it lesser than others i got it in quite bad way some people don't really get affected at all yeah but it has helped me in the long term so and you do tend to level out after a couple you of do weeks. most yeah. people level out yeah there's, there's that great book the uh chimp paradox where yeah it's the only book you've ever read, isn't it? Well, I have. Do you know what? I only got about four that, pages in. That, you know what I'm like. That and the beano. That and the If I read a few pages, I've said I've read it. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I read that, yeah. Ragged trousers for lamberfish. Of course, I did. Um, but uh, um, I read three pages and uh, of something, and I think I've read it. And then I and then I read a page in it because I find it so hard work to read. Mm. But. I found that a really good, I understood that because it was sort of explaining how the brain works with our sort of head in layman's terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it sort of, it's it segregated different parts of the way you think. And I thought that was a really good explanation of the brain. Yeah, yeah. You should get audio books. That's what I, I do because I'm not very good at reading either. I don't. I, I, I also don't like sitting down to do it, which yeah. is probably you know part of it. But I can't. I can't get my head around it. And I've had a couple of mates who have done audio books who have sort of given to me. I, I remember Joe Brand years ago. She gave me one when, when cassette tapes was about one of her first books, and they're obviously really good books because they do really well. But what happened was is that when I listen to voices. 
because of the way my mind works, it goes here, there and everywhere. I just, not nothing was sinking in. And you just end up sort of falling asleep, not because anything's boring, just because you, your brain can't absorb it. It's another, yeah, form, yeah. It's another form of dyslexia, I it, think. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've I read somewhere that apparently uh, scientists or, or people of knowledge know more about space. People they, of knowledge. People of knowledge know <laughs> yeah. more about space than they do about oh, how our brains work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that cheap, it's just, actually, Jim you know, Paradox, I put on my phone, or someone put it on my phone for me, my daughter, and I was listening to that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So repetitive listen, but often when I listen to go sleep, I don't know if that sort of worked on your subconscious and yeah, sort of do. went in, but, you know. Um, yeah, so the, the Chimp Paradox by Steve Peters and Incognito by David Eagleman. Get onto it, people. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you for your question, Roy your Lake. Question, I, hope Roy that Lake. Was, I hope that was uh, useful. Cheers, uh, But Roy. Yeah, I would, uh, just to say, Roy, if you are thinking of going on medication, do it take the plunge if you're really struggling without it then I don't see the harm in giving it a go you can really always don't. come off it. but that's, that's yeah. your opinion I, I'm, off, no, of I'm off the medication but having said that I don't feel great no <laughs> I, don't, I really don't but yeah. I don't know um, I have to weigh it up I don't know. I think there's, there's fours and against. I've got that horrible at the moment. I've got that horrible detached feeling. It's just vile, yeah. isn't it? And it's, oh. uh, I've got to go and do some voiceovers this horrible afternoon. Feeling, yeah. mm. And my biggest fear by far with this dyslexic thing is, is reading. It just makes me feel sick, the thought of it. Mm. I haven't slept well. I've only got to do a little bit of... It's not, for, for a normal actor who looked at it, it's sort of laughable. They'd do that cold. They wouldn't even bother looking at it until they got in the room. But for someone like me, it's so frightening. And the fear that comes up with that and the anxiety that comes up with that, it, I will feel detached until that's in the can done. And I'm walking yeah. out. I'm in Soho today, walking out of that, you know, recording studio thinking, thank God that's over. And no one will know in there. No. You know, I'll go through the little bit of patter I do about, you know, I'm dyslexic, I have to do this in little bits, da-da-da-da-da. But people don't know what's... We've all got our fears and we've all got our, you know, things going on in our head. And they, listen, they haven't got me because I'm a good reader. They've got you because they want you. They've got me because I speak rough and ready and it fits the bill. It ticks the boxes. Yeah, yeah, they won't care about that. If it takes another, you know, 20 minutes to do, what, what the difference? Yeah. I'll, no, I just don't worry about it. Just go in there. You're... <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> You'll do a grand job. You'll do a grand job. How do you know? Like you always... well, of course you will. You always do. How do you know? All right, you, you Promise won't. me. All right, no, you'll I won't. Out. You'll, you'll, you'll mess it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> you'll have the worst afternoon in your life. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> go on, then. Go um, on. Next question is from Sean Ferris on Twitter. Sean Ferris. Sean Ferris. I like name. Ferris um, Wheel. Yeah. Good names. Aren't they good, good names? Oh, bloody good names. I had a mate called Teddy Ferris. Could right have a fight, actually. Teddy, that's a good name. <laughs> Teddy Ferris. Teddy Ferris out of Canning Town. It was an old mate of mine. And they're all like, Kakamushi. And, you know, talk like that. And uh, Teddy could, could really have a row. I can't remember the other kid, but he was always fighting the same kid all the time. <laughs> that used to happen around my way a lot. Someone would have a bit of a fallout with someone and they'd just fight them for the rest of their life. <laughs> <laughs> every, t- every time, oh, it's gone up again. It was, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, Timmy Rendell and Gary Kendall. I remember around my way. They both, their names actually rhymed. And they was constantly fighting each other all the time. <laughs> both mates of mine. Gary was a very close mate of mine. And Gary was a muscle man, like Mr. Britain. Yeah. So when he got bigger, we used to call him Woo because he was tiny and he bought a thing called a ball worker. Built <laughs> oh, him- I remember ball worker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ball worker. Built himself right up, massive muscles and walking down the street. And, and Timmy Randall was still skinny as a rape, but they kept fighting each other. <laughs> 
They started, the fight started play, when I was about me. six and it carried on to, I don't know, in their 30s. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. true story. Right, so back to Sean's question. Do you think people who suffer with depression need more people around them who do not suffer or people who also feel the same? Both. People that, well, yeah, I, I feel more comfortable with people who have suffered because I feel there's a sense of em- empathy there and kinship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean, Jill, uh, you know, my wife doesn't, hasn't really, well, certainly hasn't suffered like I have. Yeah. She um, can't bear you. Yeah. She, she hates, hates you, me. Hates you. Uh, but uh, for me, I, I feel more comfortable around people that uh, have never suffered. I, but yeah well, but. well I feel you've there's a connection with people who suffer like us three mm. sitting around the table you'd say you know that sort of connects us and that and, and that gives us empathy for each other exactly whatever that means but um, <laughs> so so uh, you, you've got that what's good about having people around you suffer as well it makes you feel less alone because out of all the illnesses I think this is probably the most lonely yeah, you know, this is people with this depression thing and anxiety. You feel so lonely. So, in a way, it's very comforting to know other people got yeah. it. And that is why I joked about that, as you know, earlier on about you getting. Of course, you don't get off on it, but you sort of it does help when someone yeah, else has yeah. got it. By you helping them, of helps yourself. Of so that is it good. does. But most of us, it's not just me. You know, it's it's a. Most yeah. of us need a carer, and all. I mean, yeah. most of our partners are carers. Even if you, even if your partner suffers from it, like your your one does, Sam. Mm-hmm. She's also because she suffers from it. You have got the advantage. She knows what it's like. Yeah. Whereas my wife, for instance, knows what it's like to a certain extent, but she can never know what it's really like. You know, yeah, she can never know. Down. She don't never know to really it, experience to really it, yeah. experience it because it is. It's such a, you know, it, it, people think, oh, look at him feeling sorry for himself again, or all of this. But when it, you can't, you really can't battle it. Who would choose to sit in that dark, horrible place mm. and no, no feel one. so shit? Yeah. You what? You just want to do it for a bit of attention. <laughs> Never in a million years. No, absolutely. You know, and you, you, you know, I, I get frustrated when I'm depressed and anxious because I make choices in my thinking and I make choices in my actions yeah. that I absolutely wouldn't do if when I haven't got it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I get so frustrated that that it puts you in that position where those choices you're making actually making it worse sometimes yeah or you say things that you don't mean but because you're in such a bad place you sort of and you it know when justified. i'm well and i look back i think christ why did i say that why yeah. did i think that yeah because you're in a well place and i get so but you can't it's very hard to break out of that when you're when you're under the cosh with it it's really yeah. hard isn't it i also think you that know. there's um i can't remember the name of the actual um uh paradox or or, or the name the term for it but when you are surrounded by other people and you so there's a there's a parental relationship that goes on there's child uh sibling and parent and when someone is um say your friend is in is in a bad way you yeah. will you will assume the role of parent and help them out yeah and that in turn brings you it doesn't t- it won't necessarily take you out of a depression but it will make you feel better in the same yeah. way that we were talking about we talked about many times about how you know if your mate is feeling terrible you will instantly feel better the moment you help them yeah yeah, yeah. to the rescue because you're yeah. giving something back yeah. and you yeah. feel worthy you feel you feel yeah, like absolutely. worthy helping someone yeah, yeah. Exactly. i'll tell you what is aggravating 
when you get someone around you super happy all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I really, you know, I, I want. But are they? Are they? I mean, I. You, I think. I think the best way to deal with them is poison them. <laughs> no, but, isn't it interesting that I wonder if I wonder if people would meet you, Ricky, and think oh, he's always super happy, Ricky. They might think that. You don't know what's going on inside someone's head, do you? Yeah, you are pretty irritating sometimes. I suppose the way we, you know, the way we deal with it, the way I've dealt with it through time, is you sort of make people laugh, don't yeah, exactly. you? Exactly. So and they you think s- you're a happy man. And yeah. you do it to deflect, you do it to deflect the way you feel. You know, you can't just walk in with a, I say you can't, I suppose you could just walk in with a really miserable face. How are you? You know, I feel Fucking terrible. terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. I'm depressed, I'm anxious, but, I don't but, want to be here. But if you can find a happy medium, if you, like I've got a few mates who sort of do cheer you up and they're good to be around. You know, there are certain people who are good to be around, but there's also certain people who are really depressed all the time and they feel like they have to give you a little lift because they know yeah. what it's like and they can make you feel all right as well. Yeah, so yeah. I think it depends on the person. You notice there's been no straightforward answers to none of these questions, yeah, which no, shows you how complex it really, really this is. really is. Yeah. But I hope out of the answers we're giving giving you, there are parts of it that chime with the with you and, and, and you'll say, yeah, I've got that. I've, I've experienced this. I've experienced that. Like I've said before, the reasons we get depression and anxiety are a millionfold. You know, it's that's why we all have count, separate counseling. We've all had experiences when we were younger. But I think in a lot of cases, some of the symptoms and the way we struggle are quite similar. Mm. Certainly the physical symptoms that we get through the man, mental anguish and everything else can be really, really similar. Yeah. Um, and, and, you, and I class I class a, a panic attack as a physical symptom rather yeah, than, a, yeah. you know, because it, it is yeah. really physical and it's the most... Dist- it is the most make vile. Sick. It makes you feel naughty. You know when you feel really nauseous, your oh, heart pounds. I've been sick on the way to a gig. You know oh. that horrible feeling mm. and thinking where Just where awful. am I driving along? I don't even know where I have. I drove through them lights. Did I see? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. all of that. You think? Did, I've had that. Did, have I? How did I get here? You know, <laughs> am, am I dead? Did a lorry <laughs> did a lorry drive into me? Am I already dead? Where am I? You know all of that. I've had that. Oh, oh and it's that, a and terrible that, feeling. That yeah. horrible, horrible feeling but yeah I, I think here's what we're doing is is we're sitting around free-handed yeah. and we're saying all these things that we go through and feel and i think what we're doing is we're laying it all out we're not telling you nothing you don't know mm. we ain't here preaching to you we, we don't you know we might know little bits that you don't know you'll know little bits we don't know but what i think we're doing is we're laying out all the tools on the table yeah. and you've got to t- take what tools do the job for you yep yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it, this is true. You know, I have a dream. Okay, <laughs> we can't make those choices for you, but we no. can help you sort of try and sort of sift it through and make a decision for yourself. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, thanks, uh, Ma- thanks Mr. Miles. Ferris. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Mr. Ferris. Um, uh, now, this is a question very close to my heart. Go on, uh, from Matt Betteridge. Betteridge, they're good surnames, great, aren't great they? surnames. Um, do any of you find that you have trouble with your stomach because of your anxiety? I seem to have lost the ability to control my bowels. When I need to go, I have to immediately. I have to go immediately and worry about it happening. Invariably, makes the urge worse. Yeah, Matt, I feel your pain, and we've talked about this on the podcast quite a few times before. Um, yeah, getting the runs is a terrible thing, and mm. it does. Yeah, my anxiety makes it worse. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, and, and then the runs. 
make your anxiety make my anxiety worse. Worse. so there yeah. we go you finally, I assume you, I'm going to have the runs in yeah. public you found yourself a little loop to go around pain yeah. and you think I'm never ever going to make it then you and you, you do get something. the gripes yeah. and that, somehow oh. you often somehow you often do you know yeah. I've um I've had it before I mean I I have to say since I've been on Satalop I used to get IBS something awful mm-hmm. really bad and interestingly, when people get really bad IBS, they give them a really low dose of satalopram. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. So I've, since I've been on satalopram, my bowel movements have been a lot, lot better. But I do sometimes, if I drink too much coffee, uh-huh. or if I eat something of the wrong, if I have a bit of junky food or something's not very yeah. nice, it will go through me like a bushfire. And I'm, yeah. it comes out the other end like water. It's horrendous. <laughs> but the worst thing is when you, like you say, you when you're in a... disgust me. You know that. When, <laughs> when you're in a place... That like mm. you, if you're at home, it's fine. You have got your own pot. But when you're when you're somewhere that you're nowhere near at all, like where's your worst place to be if you suddenly started getting the gripes? Um, on a tube. I have to. Like that, I yeah. have to say the st- stage fright thing would it would be on stage for, yeah. for any reason whatsoever. Yeah. But then that is why I haven't been technically on stage since 2013 because I got stage fright because I thought I was going to shit myself every time I went on stage. Well, it's yeah. like that. It's like that when I had that. Crap myself and had that gig. So every time, I please know. tell the story. Have we had this story before? And I shit myself. Yeah, I think, yeah we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we we have. have. Oh, well, oh, I could have done with that again. Nice. But and then since then, every time I took, I did a gig. I, I took an emodium because I was so paranoid. I was going to shut. I thought I can't bear because you, yeah. you just when can't you got, walk off When the you got the sack in France, yeah, and that woman, <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> get the shit sent. Did you shit yourself then? No, I didn't shit myself. <laughs> you must have had a little pain. Probably a bit gripe. A little stabbing back. Little few few gripes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you one good thing about oh, the only good thing about IBS is when you when you get rid of it all, it's it's really cleansing, isn't it? <laughs> Don't you find after you're like, oh thank God for that. No, I it's all just, out. I have you have you had have you had of a cl- colonic? You ever had a mm. colonic? No. I've had two colonics. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I've had it done a few times. Yeah. No, I've yeah. never had it. Yeah, that's sort of like a it's it's a weird it's a weird feeling, but that's sort of got a cleansing feeling to it. Yeah, because it gets all the debris out of your bowel. If you can yeah. hear a bit of movement in the background, it's it's because my wife Maria and and my dog Billy Bobs have just come back in from the walk. Hello. Hello. Nothing. <laughs> As usual. As usual. Um uh oh no, I just had a I had one a second ago. Where's it gone? Oh, here we are. Um, so, they don't have a name, but old and not old on Twitter says, hello, hope it's okay to ask, but wondered about your experiences forward slash the impact on partners and family and the help they've sought or is, or is available to them to support their loved one when they're experiencing anxiety and depression. So basically about how, you know, what what what, what is there available to people that don't have it who are with someone or very, oh, see. Or very close yeah, to someone yeah. who good, do. Good question. Well, I, I mean, Jill was incredible. And I, you know, I can't speak for anyone else's partner that, you know, some Jill just happened to be very, very supportive for me. Um, and yet on the quiet, she says she hates you. I know. And I'm, I'm so, pathetic. So sad. And I've got no backbone. <laughs> That's what so she says. She calls you, you a jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> said you're vile. Said you're vile. Said you stink. She, she texted you and said, he's done it again. He's done, done it again, Rick. I need a real the man. jellyfish is shit himself again. <laughs> can you find me some, can you find me a proper geezer out the East End <laughs> who don't keep talking about his feelings all the time? <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, so, yeah, Jill was incredibly supportive uh, when, I've, when I've been ill. And um, I, that's a good question because Jill didn't really sort of seek any sort of help for her sort of dealing with me. But I suspect there's things out there 
Um, so I, that's probably a, that's a rubbish answer, really. Because well, the answer. So is she is a psychologist. Well, Jill is a psychologist, yeah. But I mean, she doesn't specialise in depression. So she's more and anxiety. of a carer, really. Yeah, then. but she doesn't specialise in anxiety. And is that what they call them now when they work on the tills at Tesco? Then? <laughs> Psych- <laughs> psychologist. <laughs> when they work on the street, hey. <laughs> um, so what I was gonna, what I was gonna say, I think y- your partner offers often suffers at your illness. Mm. So really, Maria, Maria with me is, I would say she suffered all the, all the trauma of the depression because they go for it with you. Mm. And you've got to imagine living with someone like us, waking up each morning is like treading, treading on eggshells. It's yeah. like, who is he today? Yeah, and with with me, she says to me, "Well, who is it every ten minutes? Not who is it today?" <laughs> because like I can go up and down, I'm all over the shop. One minute, and I and any little thing can spark it off mm. from a bit of good news, from a bit of bad news, from a bit of you know, and it's not necessarily in that order. So if I get a bit of bad news, it might make me think, right, okay, then back's against the ropes. I'm going to liven up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine times out of ten, a bit oh, here we go again. You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. so they they're suffering. I suppose I, I know in the in the twelve step programs they do have um, special meetings mm. for people who suffer at the end. You know, suffer being with an addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, called yeah. anon. They're called anon meetings, yeah. and you go there and talk about and and they're really they're really useful for people. And when you think with our depression. Mm. What normally happens, I don't, you know, I'm saying I don't know about you, I can imagine, but when we come out of that dark cloud, we actually get a bit of a high. Yeah, mm, don't we? really do. Yeah. The but relief is so huge, isn't it? Someone yeah. more stable, they don't get that high. Yeah. So they don't even get the benefit of that. Yeah. They just think, oh, here he goes, he's happy, he's happy again. How long is that going to last? Yeah. yeah. And it's quite frightening for them. To think, oh, when is it going to come again? And it must be really horrible. I feel like if you are someone who's been in a long-term relationship with someone yeah. like us, if we're really honest about it, and I, I don't know about you two, but I feel really guilty and shameful about putting them through mm. living with, because I want to be, I want to be, I know it's not the the um, the PC thing to say now these days, but I want to be like a man. Mm. I want to be, you know... By the way, I've got to just say this. I was in a car dealer's the other day and the guys were showing me, because I could never work anything on a car. <laughs> My last car, I did for two years and there were buttons I'd never touched. I was, fr- <laughs> I, was, I was frightened to touch them, right? And he was telling, I said, can you just show me the basic things, what worked? And he drew a matchstick man to show me something and he went, I draw this little, this is the sign that comes up. He said, this match, he said, I'm not allowed to say matchstick man now. He said, I've got to say matchstick person. I nearly, pun- are, I, I nearly punched the gazer in the face. Joking. Why? I, because it's become so ridiculous. You're not allowed to say matchstick man now. You've got to say matchstick person. Anyway, getting back, <laughs> getting back to where oh, I right, was, okay. which I completely forgot. Uh, you want to be a man and it's hard. Yeah, to, I, want, yeah. I, I want to sort I want to be a man and I want to sort of not, Talk about my feelings and keep it all to myself, and you know, is go, that, go is that being a man? I know it's says not. Who. It says who mm. exactly right, but what I'm saying is, it's just it's in your. It's, so I carry a lot of shame, thinking I wish I'd never put them through that, and I wish they didn't have to go through that. But if you was to really ask our partners on the choir, 
would you choose to be with that person again for all them years? Yours are more of a short-term relationship, Sam, but if you, when you're with someone for a lot of years, if you ask, would you still choose that person? I think they would have to have a little think about it to think what they've been through because they've suffered at this horrible depression because they go through it with us. Yeah. Yeah. They do go through it I would us. hope. I would hope that Jill... Would say yes. No or chance. No, no, no sorry. never in a million. I don't think Marie's already and, told and, me and she's going to leave you. And that's if you didn't suffer from depression. I'll be honest with you, Ricky. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Ricky. That's if you was happy all the time. I've already asked Maria that question. You don't want to know the answer, mate. <laughs> you want to keep your big fat mouth shut. Because one day you'll learn the truth. You won't be able to take <laughs> it. You won't be able to take it. You won't be able to take it. Um, I have <laughs> to say, in fairness, like I'm being on sort of both sides of this 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 thing. You know, being the one. Being the one, Can you're a horse out there. Yeah, we've got yeah. horses out the oh, back. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's not our horses, but they're they're, they're, out, they're, like, the they're out there. Being someone who's been on both sides of it, you know, having the depression and and and, and helping someone who has depression. And I'm not just talking about um, about my girlfriend. I'm talking about you know, I've got plenty of friends that have, you know, don't feel great. Yeah, it's difficult because there's not there's well, I I have to say I don't know anywhere that you can go. There's like other than sort of charities like Mind or whatever, where you can see if there's any resources. I'm not mm. quite sure what that, like whether whether that's going to work or not. But it, talking to them is the best way to do it. And trying to get them to open up, I think, is the best way to, is the best way to, to, to handle it. Because I, I, if you I, don't Greg, know what's going on in their head, no. you can't help. No, you can't. And, and that's the worst thing about it. And I know people say, just talk. I just think it is so important. I just think when you, you know, it's not going to cure you. But I think it's a really good starting point. And I've yeah. found that when I talk about how I feel, it's a big relief. I feel like I've shaved a, a sizable mm. chunk of how yeah. I feel off, you know? it just Everyone like, else feels awful, though, when yeah, you do but that. Yeah, but it is like bursting a spot, isn't it? Yeah. You feel like you've, yeah, I'm glad I've got that off again. my chest. Bringing it all down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for your question, I'll, I'll, old and not old. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. I don't know. I don't know. How what, many more we got? Uh, we've got loads. 28. We, we, we can go on what for as you, long as we want. Pick one with a really good surname. Um, okay, this is a this is a really good surname. Go it's not not a question really, but maybe a talking <laughs> point. He says um, Gareth Berliner. Berliner. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's he's an actor, a really good actor. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very oh. good actor. hello, Gareth very, Berliner. Very good actor. Um, he's going to come on the show as well. Oh, cool. I think, okay. he, was, I think he was in Corrie and stuff like that. Yeah, is that his yeah, question? Yeah. Can I come on the show? Yes, yeah. you can, Gareth. <laughs> yeah, you're on. He says um, he's on. I've already told him to come on. I'd like to share my story with you sometime. I'm proof that suicide isn't a great option. My life has been richer and more lived since my attempt fail uh, failed. My great, my biggest failure was my greatest success. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, that goes back to um, we'll have Gareth on. Thanks for Stacey, Stacey Hayes' story. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's very honest with us and saying that if that ladder hadn't have gone or broken at that time, she wouldn't have been sitting there with us in that podcast. And she's, do you know what? There's that whole thing about saying, you know, a temporary solution yeah. um, for a, uh, sorry, a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Um, yeah. And that's true. And you just don't know how you're going to feel in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. But that point where you feel so low and so like, you yeah. literally feel, I don't know if I've got any other choice. I literally cannot bear living feeling like this any longer it's, it's just intolerable it's, it's intolerable it really you know? is i mean and part right. of you know part of being a partner with someone like us yeah. is being a carer yeah. you know and people take that on and maybe you know you, you can't take all the blame yourself because no, no. If, if you take all the guilt and shame onto that some parts of people and they don't even realize it want to be that carer 
because it's part of the thing that keeps them healthy and yeah. keeps yeah. them, you know, keeps them going. Someone, yeah. Um, we but, haven't, but, we I, haven't I, done I, one. I was going to say, but I'm sorry, all I was no, going to say, but, but Gareth, we'll get you on the show at some point, but that's lovely to hear that you not doing that has, has enriched your life and you've moved forward. And so that, I think that's a big lesson for everyone. Mm. That if they are in that state of mind, try it. If it doesn't work, you'll be better. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But no, you know, you just go. you know, you the, the, there is a future out there. Things will and can change. So yeah. you know, I think there's a, yeah, there's and a so stiff many, lesson in that. So many people have been in a, in a place where they thought there was no way out, and mm. that's it. And they have, and, and and they're now living a happy, healthy life. And I think that's what we're striving for. Of course, we all mm. are. I yeah. think. And if you suffer from depression, you spend most of your life striving to be happy. Mm. Yeah. And if you are happy, you know, it, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's what I'd like to hear. Is there anyone? They're probably not going to be listening to it if they are. But is there anyone out there <laughs> who, who has killed themselves? Uh, who, who succeeded? <laughs> who succeeded? <Yeah. laughs> is there a ghost? Is there a ghost who can get in touch? <laughs> through, through, you know, I'll bring Derek Akora in here and we'll see if we can get anyone through. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is, is, is there anyone out there or knows someone out there who suffered from it from years? All of a sudden, they've done a, a series of events, maybe whatever, working with a life coach or self-help books or whatever they've done traveling whatever traveling whatever and they've turned it around and now they're living a happy life yeah that'd be interesting yeah to know, and actually. i would also like to know if anyone knows anyone because i suspect anyone listening to this show probably is in this position but that has never suffered has never had anxiety has mm. never had depression has always had a life of just feeling all right and fairly happy and content mm. i'd like to know that as well yeah cool because i think there Don't, are people got, out there do you? I don't believe it. I don't believe it personally, but there you go. I think, I think we've all, all had it on us at one point. We'll, we'll, yeah. go, we'll, well go back. It would be conspicuous in its in its. Do you know what? I'll science, go back to that right? point that you brought up a couple of months ago on a podcast about your friend saying that um, he never suffers and then listened to a podcast and went, oh, yeah, actually, I think I do. Actually, shit, yeah, no, I'm really bad. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't realise yeah. until actually yeah. he thought it was normal to feel like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Well, you yourself, you didn't know what depression was, did no, you? No, I had no idea. I, I had know. no idea what was wrong with me. Yeah. I thought it was a physical don't. thing, you know, because it was. I just couldn't understand why I'd gone from feeling all right to feeling terrible and it not going away. I just couldn't understand what was wrong with me. And mm. do you think, I don't know, I, I, I don't, yeah, I suppose it is good to know. Because sometimes when you, when you start to understand, under, sorry, understand what the problem is, it's not always... It's, it's not always a great thing. Like when I, I first went to OA, over it is anonymous, and I heard loads of people, you know, talking about compulsive overeating. It's sort of a bit like someone pissed on me chips, really. I thought, I'll <laughs> oh, leave it off. I thought, oh, <laughs> I was the only one who, who, who was playing them tricks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he sort of spoiled it a little bit. And I, I'm wondering if there's people out there, the more you delve into this, it can mix you up. I think it, it can mix you up a little yeah. bit. But mm. for me, the more I know about it and the more I understand about it, it makes me feel, I strive for that, I think, and think yeah. it sort of makes me feel happier. Well, can yeah. I say, okay, well, here's his question then. So you've had it for a long, how long would you say you've suffered for? Thereabouts. Since I was a little kid, right? Okay, seven, so, eight. So let's rewind the clock thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Take thirty years ago. Yeah. Would you say you're in a better place now than you were thirty years ago? Generally, because no, I would say around thirty years ago, 
There was a point in my life, and I can pinpoint it, a little series of events where I'd say I actually had a breakdown. Mm. Right. Where I was like bursting into tears for no reason. I didn't know what was going on. I just wanted out. Look at him smiling straight away. <laughs> no, it's because I, 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 I remember. I was thinking about you going for that meal I, with that family and you yeah. kept walking. I said, what's wrong with you? Yeah. So I've just got. Can't I keep crying. We was, we was uh, in Canning Town in an Indian restaurant on the Barking Road and we were sitting there and I said, I've just got to go outside. And on my bottom lip, and I just started crying for no reason. They, oh, they had run out horrible. of barges and said that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, but it just, from no, just from nowhere, it just yeah. come on me. And, and I kept getting that feeling. And, I oh. kept, and, and what was happening, I was getting everything that I've got now, I suppose, was heightened. And I kept having this really horrible feeling, I don't know if any of our listeners ever get this, is that I was waking up with a terrible fear. Mm. It was as if someone was going in my head, oh, and it was frightening the life out oh, of I had, me. Oh, I had that for weeks and weeks and weeks, and, I, and I'd wake up and I, it would just be the most vile feeling, and your feeling. stomach would just It was, lurch. for me, the worst part. Oh. The worst part is when you wake up and you have about 10 seconds of bliss, yeah. And then you go, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the worst part. Oh, and the, the, worst the only way I can describe yeah. the feeling, it feels like you've just walked around a corner and someone's gone, whoop, with a knife up to your yeah, throat. Yeah, it's frightening. Whoa, it's like that. But it's just in, in your body all the time. It's very frightening. Oh, it's horrible. So um, let's, let's so do would, a you say, of... would you say all in all, though, you're in a better place now or not? I don't know because it, it changes. A different place. Place. Maybe just a different I'm place. A, I'm in a different place. It's not so severe, but it's yeah. more constant. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's not so severe, but it's more constant. Yeah. With them, I was getting, I was getting, it was more up and down. I was getting sort of really, really highs and really low. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm sort of feel like I'm just constantly under the line a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know? yeah. Okay. It was a bit more bipolar. Back yeah. Then. A bit yeah. more bipolar. He's had a lot of him. Schizophrenia, <laughs> bipolar. Greedy, um, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he Borderline personality disorder. You name right. it, he's had it. Right, let's just uh, let's let's start to wrap this up because I Come know in. you because you, you got to go. Um, Thanks. Uh, let's try and answer this one quickly. quickly. Okay. Um, uh, so Stephen Jarvis. Again, oh, Jarvis, I like uh, that's all right. No, that's a good name. If we've had better, no, it's a good name. I is, like that, is that with a PH or a V? No, v. They'd round with my way. If you was called Jarvis, they'd call you Jarvo. All right, Jarvo, how you doing, mate? Jarvo, Jarvo. All right, this one's for Jarvo. Go on, son. I have 30 years shared experience, including medication, psychiatric supervision, counselling, CBT, and yeah. various others. Um, I've been amazed by your shared shared experience. Have you mentioned psychiatry as a professional and pers- personal experience? Has anyone had any personal experience with psychiatry? I haven't gone so. It's hard to know because I've, I've had I've had CBT and I've had counselling. Does that come under? No, no, it doesn't. Psychiatry. I think. I th- I think. I've had psychiatry. Of course you have. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. I, and that was in my the first my first experience of a psychiatrist was um, they called one into the school. And, oh, I remember you saying that. And they this, and, yeah. I, and they sat me on the chair. And um, what they'd done, they stood behind me and they was clicking their finger at one, one side of my ear hole and, <laughs> yeah. and then the other side of my ear I see my reaction. It was, I thought it was an earring test. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was, and, and they were sort of asking me all these different questions and different, because it was, 
I wasn't right, but it was because of what was going on indoors and what was, you know. Yeah. What was what happening in your home life. Yeah, yeah what was yeah. happening in my own life. And I suppose I was acting out trying to deal with it. And I spent most of, a lot of my school time in, in the house master's office sitting mm. there on my own. But. Did you go to Borstal? No, I never. I never. I've never been to Borstal or, or prison. I bet you'd have been a daddy, wouldn't you? You don't know, do you? How do you know? I, I, I would even, <laughs> I would have had a go at being the daddy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I bet you would. Have done, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, but I don't. I, I, I don't know. I've, I, I saw that one, and then I saw another woman who I, I, I think she was a psychiatrist. She was. She wasn't like your standard therapist, mm. and she, um, she wrote a letter. <laughs> she wrote a letter for, to have me sectioned. And um, that's nice. She get you, yeah. She Bless gave, she gave no. me this letter, and she said, you know, I think you need to go. I was very suicidal at the time. How old were right. you at this time? No, I was older then. I'm right. talking. I'm. I don't know how long ago. Maybe 15 years ago, something like that. Mm. I, I was, I was in a really sort of bad state, and someone told me go and see this woman. And uh, I remember it's a big house over in Radlett Way, somewhere like that. And uh, she, she said. You you really need to you need help and you need help now. You need to mm. go somewhere and give you brain range. She and she wrote me this letter to take to an hospital in Watford somewhere or something like that. And I just sort of come home really confused with this letter. <laughs> but what it did do, it confirmed how bad I felt. Yeah, yeah. It and, it yeah. confirmed it confirmed to me how bad I felt. And although I didn't, and the only reason I never. I really wanted to is because I kept thinking that horrible feeling of, oh, I thought I've got a wife, got a daughter. Mm. If I go in somewhere like that. You mean the reason you didn't get yourself sectioned? Sectioned. Yeah. If I go somewhere like that and just sit in a chair, you know, my stepfather uh, was in, in Good May's Hospital and then my nan, my my dad's mum, she was in a um, that time of day, I used to call them asylum. She was in the, you know, she was, mm. she, she, she went through it. And, I, and I, what I watched happen with people in them places is they, the way, way they dealt with them is just give them so much medication is that they just, they zone, just, numbed, they just numbed, numbed out. And I thought I would really fall into that. That would suit me fine and I would just be zombified and that would me be sort of out of the game. So mm. I never, I, I never went, I never went for it. But I think them two people that I saw there was psychiatrists rather than therapists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the definition of psychiatry yeah. is the medical speciality devoted to the diagnosis, prevention and treatment of mental disorders. Well, so I think I'm, what, I don't know well, quite where I the line I might blurs have done there. when I was younger because I suffered with, uh, which turned out temporal lobe epilepsy, which is now subsequently gone. So I used to have these awful, awful night terrors. And do you know when what? you're a bit thick. Yeah, it means I'm yeah. stupid. I'm backwards. Simple. But I think in, but actually subsequently, since I've spoken to uh, another specialist, she said that there's a, there's another thing about these night terrors. It's not quite night terrors, but my young eldest daughter suffered from them as well. And when she was about 11 or 12, when I did, mm. and they're very, very similar. So I'm not sure whether it was temporal lobe epilepsy, but I'm, I did go and see a psychiatrist, a proper psychiatrist. Mm. And I had all my head wired up and all these sort of, um, uh, graphs done and God knows what you know yeah. scans are made and that was yeah that was a bit bizarre but um, I can I can tell you that I can solve both of them problems go on your daughter reason she was screaming because you kept creeping in there late at night with big hood on 
trying to frighten her because you got off on it. Well, this is right? fucking going, mate. Right? This is, you're, <laughs> right? No way. You're putting. <laughs> and the second, and, and, and the second one with you. The reason you kept getting nice, your old man, because you got no bottle. <laughs> You're, you're a no coward. You're, you're a bo- coward. <laughs> you got no arsehole whatsoever. You're a jellyfish, all right? <laughs> this is where the show started. This is where it ends. This is what we need to talk about. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen, for that for, for your Thank question. You, Thank you, Jarvo. Um El Jarvo. Okay, yeah. let's finish on this one. Go on. Um uh, oh, I like this one because he says I'm good. Um, this is from In- Innovative Ben. It's not on Twitter, mm. so I don't uh, his name's Ben. Innovative okay. Ben. Um fan of the podcast. Especially Sam, always so dry, funny, and childish. Uh, this, is you, this, is you. Yeah. this is you, This is you. This is him. This is him. I sent this email in myself. Innovative Ben. That, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What does innovative mean? I don't even know what it's... Innovative. Yeah, what's it mean? Uh, in, inventive, uh, bringing new ideas to the table. Okay. Fresh. You know, yeah, okay. You know. um, well, this is new. Opposite yeah. of you. This is new, sending in your own things, isn't it? <laughs> opposite of you, Ricky. All right, mate. That's what it is. If depression was a bully at school, what category would it be? Noogie, wet willy, nipple cripple, or wedgie. What were the choices again? Noogie. What's noogie? So, hey, like, knuckles oh, on your head. Oh, your head. I just call it a monkey rub. Yeah. So, monkey rubs, noogie. Yeah. Wet willy, nipple cripple, wedgie. I'd say wedgie, personally. I'd say... When they hang you up on hooks. What were your pants? Yeah. I, I'd say... Uh, I don't think it's on there. I'd say a Chinese burn. Mm. Um, I would say... Out of them, I would say... I would say a wedgie. Yeah. Because it is so painful. And it also it? affects your arsehole. It does affect what your arsehole. What is a wedgie? And also, a wedgie? What's a wedgie? Yank, your, yank your, tra- your, your pants or your boxers up. All up around your balls and your ass, and it really bloody hurts. Oh, and if you're hanging from a peg, it also is really disabled. <laughs> I don't know. You I don't, no one's ever what, done what, that. Ricky, Ricky was the one doing it to <laughs> us. Who's going to say? Who's going to do that to <laughs> me? No one. No. Do you remember monkey rubs as well? You get your knuckles and go, that was really. Or I Woody. Never... Do you remember a Woody as well? Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. you get the middle go crash on someone's head like that. I've oh, never it's had a none really of done, Never had none of them. <laughs> I bet you dished them out. Oh, no, I didn't. I never actually. I never. I, I, that wasn't my game. I, I do things to a bully. I was a bully's bully. Yeah. I didn't like bullies. So, um, we used to have this thing at school, uh, I'm sorry about it, called Pissball. I think we had it at your school. And there was a, right, a big, long corridor yeah. that ran right the length of the uh, the assembly hall. Mm. And someone would get a tennis. And when the bell went, everyone mm. was to line up outside. There was about half a dozen classrooms up this hall. Yeah. And someone would get a tennis ball and roll it in the bog. You know, the little rhino. Yeah, and then kick it up and go, Pissball! And kick it up. Anyone go like uh, that? Like trying to avoid it, and Sam Porsche would always get like this pissy ball. Like, oh, it's like, no, just it's horrible. so horrible, isn't it? Oh, that's horrible. How about slaps? You used to play slaps. Slaps, yeah. What do you mean, like with your hands up there? Yeah, yeah I play slaps. Like that. Yeah. What are we talking right. about? This has gone. Weird. Yeah, this has gone weird, well weird. Okay. Yeah. So um, yes, I would. I would say a wedgie. I would I'm gonna say. go wedgie. You go Chinese burn. I don't know now. I might go with the old nipple twister. <laughs> Do you reckon? I reckon if Ricky gave me a Chinese burn, he'd just tear my skin in half. No, I, said, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. <laughs> no, I, wouldn't. I can't imagine it'd be absolute agony. No, I wouldn't. I bet you're stronger than me. I bet you are. I bet you any money you like, I'm not. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, right yeah, well, so we've seen, well, we've either run out of questions or I can't find the others, but uh, okay. we'll, we'll, do, we'll do another load on, in another episode. But uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's. Um, 
who sent in the email. Yeah, thank you very much. Keep and, sending and, them in. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for your questions, yeah. And, we, and what we try and do is try and answer them a bit quicker next time. We sort of do go on a bit, but he's yeah. one of those complex subjects, I think. I think it's very hard to get a straightforward answer. For it you. is. Yeah, I think we might need a timer. We'll just do five-minute answers. Yeah, oh, that'd yeah. be we'll good. That's a good, like, like a game of chess. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I like egg that. That's a very good, good idea. Timer, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, follow us on, on Twitter. I um, oh, okay, I never remember the bloody acronym. I don't know why I did it like this. I Y H A Y K I. It's the acronym if, for if you're happy and you know it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Happyandyouknowit.co.uk is the website, and uh, we're on sound. You can find all of our SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, all the nonsense on there. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. Before we go, Ricky, and this comes from, and I think our viewers will send their. I know viewers, listeners, they'll, they'll listen to it in a couple of weeks. But Ricky, we send you all our best for your uh, voiceover this afternoon because I know you're a bit worried about it. Yeah. You'll, you'll do a grand job. Cheers. I mean, it's, 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 I've done them hundreds of times before, and I'm going to do them hundred times again. It, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I have to do. It's well, part of what it, I do for do. a living. Switch right. it off. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Bye. Okay, see you later. See you later. Bye. See you later. <laughs>